today's edition of Tiger Talk, we're going to get a state of the school's update from Dr. Hunt, play another edition of This or That. We have special guest Molly Gebler. So we have our guest, Molly Gebler. How are you, Molly? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being our first guest. I'm going to get right into it. You are the executive director of the Chamber of Commerce. You're an author. You're a podcaster. You're a YouTuber. You're a filmmaker. The question is, what can't you do? I can't keep a clean house. 100%. (laughs) Well, that's okay. You can pay somebody to do that. That's not a problem. That, that is the truth. Uh, there's a lot of things I can't do. I just surround myself with the people who know how to do things. So, Molly, we're going to um, talk mostly about Chamber today and business. And you're well ingrained in the Chagrin Falls community. I've been here for quite some time. But talk about your role as executive director. What does that entail at the Chamber of Commerce? The Chagrin Valley Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused organization. We serve 13 different communities within the Chagrin Valley. And my role is to create events and things that help businesses connect with each other, connect with the community. And we also do things within the community that help support them and promote shopping local and supporting local. It's all about local. And and being the Chagrin Valley, you know, again, the 13 different communities, we're not just Chagrin Falls focused or within the valley focused. So in full disclosure, I'm vice president correct? Do we decide just, that? Just as of... You're still no, vice president? No, okay. no, not true. Not true. You are president-elect as oh, of yesterday. Oh, that's right. Yes, you that's were right. approved yesterday for that role and my HR director. Okay. So when you said, will you do this? Obviously, I had to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's the only way we can get somebody on the podcast. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Well, and in your role, you do just an amazing job promoting Chagrin Valley. And I want to take a step back and talk about the pandemic a little bit. What have you seen from a business and community standpoint, the impact of COVID-19? And you just have a real interesting role in that your whole job is to support business and promote it. This must be a really challenging time for you. So what are you seeing out there in the business community? It has been since March. You know, obviously the, the chamber, we don't have any virtual events, so we can't have that connection. So it's been a challenge I'm an out-of-the-box thinker, so I've actually enjoyed this time, obviously not the pandemic, but this time of creativity and out-of-the-box thinking and getting out of your norm. Uh, I've enjoyed that. In March, we saw the panic. Then financially, our businesses got a little reprieve with the PPPs. So you saw kind of a, a breath for a minute. And now we're starting to see that PPP money is gone. And the real reality is starting to set in with these businesses. You know, we get phone calls, we get owners in tears. And I think the saddest part is it's not their fault. And that to me is is so devastating that, you know, if you're doing your books wrong or you hired the wrong people and then it is your fault. But this is not their fault. And this is, you know, family owned businesses. So right now it's all about just supporting them. We as a community, that's all we can do right now is support them. And I and I want to be, uh, I want to say something about local. Um, you know, local is not just a one man, woman uh, shop. We have a lot of local businesses here that people wouldn't think are local. You've got the Hyde Park Group. You've got the uh, Cap, which is the M Italian and the Burntwood. 
you have uh, yours truly, all owned by local Chagrin Falls people, but yet they have many things. So we, we kind of forget that they're local. So when you're thinking local, Take a little deeper with that local word because I get nervous about that sometimes where people say, well, I, you know, why support them because they have 17 locations. They're hurting just as much and they are just as local as the other locals. Yeah. So while we're on the front end here, let's just address it. What can we do you know, as, as community, as residents, and what can we do to help right now? Just shop them, eat them, play them. Uh, and not through gift card right now. Um, if you want to buy a gift card, that's great. Buy it and, and maybe save it for later. But right now it is takeout. It's if you if you feel comfortable eating in. What they are doing to make sure that we are safe is over and beyond. It is what the governor is requiring and then some. They want your business, so they're going to make sure that everything is clean. Uh, everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's staying six feet apart. I mean, they're making sure that they're doing that. I know some of these stores are literally closing for 20 minutes during the day. They put a sign on the door. Now, they're losing revenue for 20 minutes, but that is how important it is for them to make sure that you are feeling comfortable coming in. So right now, all we can do, get online and don't go to the A word, go to the local shops. They all, not all, a lot of them have um, online shops. So make sure that you're ordering online. If you're not feeling comfortable, um, order takeout. And order takeout from the restaurant directly if you can. Uh, you know, the door dashes are great and convenient, but they don't get all the portions. So if your restaurant does do its own delivery, order from the restaurant uh, directly. And, you know, we're, we're in the holidays. This is when we're, it's time to buy things. We have an excuse to buy things. So get out there. And I know my I'll use my daughter as an example. She buys on Amazon and, and we all do. I mean, it's not the evil. It's, it's the way of the world this day. But, you know, she bought all these wooden toys. She works out in Westlake. Uh, she was making connections with local businesses in Westlake. And she went into a toy store in downtown Westlake. And there were all the wooden toys that she had just purchased. And she called me. She's like, Mom, I'm devastated. Like this woman, you know, it's, she owns the shop. And so before you do the Amazon, make your Amazon the last choice. Before you do that, check locally and see if they can, I guarantee they can provide something similar to what you're looking for. So right now it's shop them, shop them and support them. Um, and you know what? Another great thing is we're all on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I, every once in a while, every once in a while, um, you know what I call myself, and I won't say it on this podcast, but, you know, support them. That's free press for them. Right now, they don't have those funds to boost uh, their advertising on Facebook or Instagram. So do it for them. Go to your favorite shop right now. Like them. Do a Google review for them. Shout out for them. Tag them in something. Uh, so that's that's free stuff, and, and you're already there. So uh, that, and that helps a lot. So, Victor, this is maybe the first time you've met Molly. Are you tired? I mean, <laughs> I'm just sitting back and enjoying the show. Really, I I, I forgot I was you know a co-host of the sorry. podcast for a second. Well, oh, no, I could listen. I, I find this fascinating. You know, I think a lot of us, especially maybe in a in a lower age bracket, we turn to Amazon immediately. We grew up with it. It's on our phone. It's so simple. But I, as you said, it's so important 
that you realize, you know, the, the businesses that you use need you. They need your support. So if there's a restaurant that you like, there's, a, there's somewhere that you like to shop, they need your business now because if you don't give it to them now, they may not be there next Christmas, right. next and, holiday season. And think of downtown Chagrin Falls. Think of right. the landscape and the image of downtown Chagrin Falls. You want that to stay. Take, mean, yeah, right. so let's take the stores away. We have to support them. They've supported us for so long and made downtown Chagrin what it is. Yeah. Without yeah. them, there is no downtown Chagrin. So I think it's, you know, obviously, I'm sure people are struggling too financially, but whatever you can, whatever you can give, whatever, uh, you know, any, anything you need to buy, I'm so glad you said that. That should be your first resort. Yeah. And then you go to the Amazon and if you're in a bind or if you really need something and you can't leave the house. Mm -hmm. Like Fireside Bookstore, I just saw a post from them. They're giving you money if you curbside pickup. Hmm. You know, I mean, so there's there's no excuses right now. And I'm sure there's deals. I'm sure these uh, these places are giving you deals. Absolutely. that, That you can really take advantage of. So... Absolutely. So um, obviously, you know, we heard shop local, eat local, play local. That's a great message. Um, share on Facebook, get the word out and help. I, I, I want to flip back to COVID, right? And these businesses, I, I have to imagine, you know, we to, we've talked here in school. We try to, you know, obviously we're managing it, but like what opportunities come out of it? Like what, what positives can come out of this that we can bring forward that make us better? Um as well as what do we have to pivot and, and do differently? Have you seen any creative businesses pivot, change, do some interesting things that you, that you can talk about? Yeah, so if anyone knows me, I'm all about positivity. The silver linings that we have seen within these small businesses have been, you know, crazy. And, and, and we've seen more support with each other and less competition with each other, which has been lovely. We have seen, you know, getting a, a discount when you do curbside. We have seen the the small businesses, especially in the village, the racks are outside. Some of them didn't have uh, online presence. They didn't have shopping online. They have that now. And I think a lot of them, they have found the things that they have put in place, they've always wanted to put in place. And now that they do, they'll be the same way uh, moving forward. The chamber, every night we talk about shopping local and shopping online. If you don't feel comfortable going out, we're actually bringing the stores to the um, people on Facebook. If you follow us on uh, our Facebook page, Green Valley Chamber, we're bringing shops every night for one hour, we lock the door, we take over the store, we touch things, we show you, we ask you what you're looking for, what your budget is, and uh, the, the stores are loving that. They're loving the presence of just getting extra eyes on on their store. We've sold, you know, $1,000 at a store in an hour, $500 in a store in an hour, and we did the gift card extravaganza was another... Yeah, so talk a, a little bit yeah. about that. I, I think that, you know, being on the board, it was... Just a great idea and to watch everybody support that. Just a good example of the creativity you bring to the chamber and trying to promote business. Yeah, so the chamber has uh, some funds that we have perfectly set aside for a rainy day. And uh, I think we all discussed on the board that it doesn't rain any harder than it is right now. So 
we pledged some money to buy some thank you cards. And in the tune of the first time it was uh, $15,000, the second time it was uh, $20,000. So Gift cards, Gift right? cards, yeah. yeah. So you purchased um, a $50 and the chamber kicked in a $20 as a thank you for free gift card. Um, so we sold out, the first time we sold out in 15 minutes, the second time we had more money and kind of spread it out. So it sold out in an hour, which then put $70,000 into our members' pockets instantly through the gift cards. And, and that is... You know, that's the beginning. You take a $20 gift card at a place like the Paris Room, you're going to spend more than $20 at the Paris Room. So, you know, although we're saying 70, the, the potential of those expanding are is so great. Um, and when I called those places to purchase the gift cards from them, um, you know, I, just the appreciation um, the tears. We were helping make rent for some people. So when you think that your dollar or your $5, you know what, I'll just get it here because it's not going to make a difference. It it does make a difference. It, it they, they need every penny. Plus, every dollar you spend, 70 cents of that stays here in our community. You're not getting a, that at the, the A word. Um, and then also... You know the personal attention that you get when you're when you're shopping. They know your name sometimes if you're a regular. There's nothing like walking into a restaurant and having someone say, "Oh, Dr. Hunt, you know you're here. You're you know you love the salmon salad." You know I you know I do. I, I do. know you do. I Bert know. What an M. Yes, she, I mean there's full n- disclosure. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There is nothing. Like that, and then going into a shop and being, uh, you know, oh, you know what? I know Molly, you have that black sweater. This purse would look great with that. You're not going to get that when you're shopping at a big retail store, and you want that. It makes you feel so good. So, I don't even know. I went on a, a side swipe no, there, it's all but good stuff. Um, it's yeah. Great. So let's let's uh, go down another road here because you're bored, obviously. So you decided to write some children's books. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that experience, the titles and yeah, so, the inspiration a little and, bit. And my illustrator. Yeah, and yeah. the illustrator for sure. My illustrator for sure. So again, as I mentioned, I like to surround myself with people that are professionals in their um, craft. You know, I there's so many great traditions uh, in Chagrin. I've lived here since I was 15 years old. Uh, some folks might not call that a lifer, but I'm pretty close. Uh, my husband would be one of those people who would say I'm not because he is. But, you know, I thought let's put it down on stories for kids so that we can start the tradition early. So I actually came to Chagrin Falls High School and I came to the art department and and I said, you know, anybody stand out in, in illustrating or in art? And there was one girl, Lily Winans, and she literally brought her portfolio to me when I interviewed her. And I already knew kind of what I wanted. And she was just brilliant. I mean, she showed me her work. So we partnered up. She was a sophomore at the time. So books are Blossom which is about uh, Blossom time and how I would like to think Blossom started. Mortimer, which a lot of people didn't know that that was the name of the mascot here, which I thought was funny. Uh, And special appearance by Skippy, which is the original mascot of Chagrin, which was a dog, a real dog, thanks to Mr. Mattern who told me that. And then we have the little pumpkin, 
waits on the porch to be taken to the roll. Not a school event. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> sanctioned by the school at all. And then we have Sherman, who is a popcorn colonel who tries to get on the ball, the big popcorn ball that we drop on New Year's Eve. And then there is Shotzi that just came out, and he is a ghost that lives in the hardware store. Although they are about traditions and chagrin, they all have their own little special story. Shutzi, you know, is a ghost. He's supposed to scare people. That's what you're born to do. But he loves to build things. So it's the story about him kind of struggling through not doing what people see he's supposed to be doing. So there's a kind of a, a sweet story within the tradition. So yeah, um, Robbie Bryant, Rob Bryant now, uh, he's also Chagrin Falls graduate. He was my illustrator. Um, so it's very Chagrin Falls focused. So Victor, I just realized I'm like three books behind Molly. That's how quick <laughs> this, this moves. Shameful. Yeah, I feel like my younger... Uh, children are being deprived right now, they so I'm going to have to. I will up. get you those. So if three. I if I want a book, which I obviously need three, uh, how do I how do I? Go I don't want to go to Amazon. I want to buy it. You do not. I from am the not source. on Amazon. Right. So you could do it several different ways. You could go directly to my website, a piece of Molly's or you can go to Fireside Bookstore. You can go to the Popcorn Shop. Or you can go to Simply by Design, which is a great, amazing store right next door to Chagrin Pet and Garden. Um, And they all sell the books there. They're all in stock for the holidays. And they're perfect. They're $12.95 a piece. And the illustrations are, I mean, just incredible. Yeah, so Victor, just to give you perspective on the quality that Molly puts out, she kind of hoodwinked me. I think that's the official term. She was doing this, in, again, she was bored, so she was going to do a documentary on the pumpkin roll. Exactly um, what you uh, wanted to hear. Again, a not a school <laughs> event. And she said, you know, would you just come on camera for a couple of minutes and, you know, say that it's not a school event and just be yourself? So I said, sure, Molly, I'm happy to help. And uh, so she set it up. I don't even know who she set it up here at school with or whatever. I walk into the historical room and it is look like a, like a Hollywood film crew was pulled in. I mean, lighting, makeup, makeup. Yeah. I mean, everything. I even looked good. I mean, I looked good. Yeah, here's your lines and here's your makeup. I remember walking in and you were just getting some makeup on and I just, I saw your face like, I am going to kill you. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Well, that was great though. We had over 3,000 people view that for the first time in Riverside Park. Yeah, it was And uh, it did win. It it won the Audience Choice Awards. Congratulations. Yes, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, that was, uh, again, surrounding myself with people who are amazing at at their craft. Yeah, well. That's uh, funny. And you can also see that on my website for free. You really? Know? Oh, yeah. It's right on the website. All right. You can see Bob's debut. I come out. I'm early in the film. I'm, yes. Yeah. Really. Yes. I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> so, Victor, you had any questions? So, Molly, you had children come through Chagrin Falls Schools, correct? I did, too. So let's bring it back to that. What can you say about the experience that they had here at Chagrin Falls Schools? Both my daughters, cheerleaders. My husband also went to Chagrin. Um, so, I, I gosh, 80. Which... Um, her husband works at Ganley. He does. And uh, Ganley, Ganley, Ganley actually, sponsor, Chevy of Aurora. actually sponsors our pet podcast. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. Full circle. That was oh, some of right. and the feedback that I got on the podcast. That was some of people's favorite part of it. 
was the ad read. Yeah. Maybe because they thought it was funny that I was reading an ad. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we love Ganley. Ganley Chevy of Aurora. There uh, go, go see John Gebler for your service. So, yeah, uh, two daughters, John. Well, John was 83, um, 15, and 10 where my daughters graduated. Uh, we actually moved here. I moved here when I was 15, and then I moved my girls here. Um, when my daughter was a freshman and my younger daughter was in fourth grade, which was not, a, that's a tough, tough move. So, but you know, my, my older daughter is a, actually she started a group, Tiger Paws, I think it was called, mm-hmm. here in Chagrin, uh, working with children with special needs. And is now a principal. She's opening up uh, Julie Billiard in, in Westlake. Oh, that's um, so, and then uh, my younger daughter went through here and she is in fashion. She went to Kent State and she is the personal assistant to Christian Suriano, who is a fashion designer in New York City. So, Two chagrin grads doing very well. Do, very Not surprising. Successful. Very successful. Yeah. Absolutely. And they were in the plays. They all they did the plays and that was a huge deal at that. I'm sure they are now still. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, they enjoyed the the theater program here. It was amazing. All right. So before we uh, end the interview, how can we get a hold of you on social media in terms of the Chamber of Commerce? Oh, I'm not on social media. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, I just want to know, how can you not get a hold of her on social media? Yeah, I've, my, heard, I've heard other podcasters do that. So uh, this is... Yeah, oh, my okay. cell phone's on there. You could... My address at this point uh, <laughs> is on there. So the Chamber Facebook page is the Shkren Valley Chamber of Commerce. And again, you want to tune in every night. We're bringing you a local shop and you can literally... Log on for one hour, shop, and then uh, Jessica and I hand deliver it to your home or the chamber will pick up for delivery. So we couldn't make it any easier for you. And then cvcc.org is the chamber's website. So just visit that and you can see all that's going on. And I highly suggest on that website, there is a a thing that says, get our uh, Happening in the Valley e-blast. We do it every Friday. It lets you know what's going on, not just with the chamber, but what's going on with the schools, what's going on uh, in the organizations around the valley. So that's a great informational email that you get every Friday. So I suggest just you sign up for that. Sign up and support local. Anything else, Dr. Hunt? Mm. I, I think yeah, just maybe to wrap up, you know, and Rotary has this, I guess, you know, belief that in service above self, right? That's one of their core beliefs in Rotary. And Molly Gebler is all that. I mean, you, we all have an, a chance and an opportunity to make a difference where we live and in our community. And she's constantly doing that. So thank you so much for everything you you. do for Chagrin Falls, for local businesses throughout the valley, not just in Chagrin. And to, you know, let's all take her charge here and get out and and do shopping, get downtown and enjoy a restaurant and help others get through this. So Molly, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was wonderful. Thanks for being on the podcast. You guys are so professional. Oh, thank you. Love it. Thank you. I don't know if we've been called that yet. We will will take that one. first guess. (laughs) 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 All right. Thanks, Molly. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Tiger Talk is sponsored by our good friends at Ganley Chevy of Aurora. James Reinhardt and friends will hook you up with great deals on their line of Chevys. I drive a Chevy Equinox. I love it. Highly recommend it. Visit them at GanleyChevyAurora.com or find them on social media. Ganley Chevy of Aurora, your hometown dealer. You know, I was uh, actually went out to Ganley last week to visit. Mr. Reinhardt and Chevy had made a donation to our volleyball team for $1,500. So 
thank them for certainly continuing to support Sugar and Falls Schools, right? Thank you, Ganley Chevy, for supporting our schools. All right, we're back here, Tiger Talk, episode two. Next, we're going to have a little state of the schools update with Dr. Hunt. Dr. Hunt, obviously, the last week or two, you know, cases have been going up, they've been going down, and we've really had to reevaluate our learning models. So where do we stand right now in terms of our school's learning models? Let me just maybe cover so everybody knows and is consistent with kind of what we're doing, and then we'll maybe talk a little bit about the why. We're going to move our secondary 7 through 12 to remote learning the week of December 14th. So that whole week they'll be remote as well as the last two days, the 21st and 22nd. Our secondary folks actually come back on the 5th and the week of the 5th through the 8th there. They'll continue to be remote. No school for 7-12 on the 4th. That's a teacher records day. So at the K-6, because we like to make things complicated, our K-6 are going to stay in until Friday the 18th. They're going to practice and get ready and go remote on the 21st and 22nd. And we're also going to keep them remote the entire week of January 4th. So that's kind of the, uh, the logistics, kind of what played into this. And, you know, you jump in because I'm sure you're seeing some of this at the high school. The last really two weeks, we've actually seen a little improvement in the last day. But last two weeks, it's really been about staff. We've had consistent student cases. But it's all about our ability to staff and make sure, you know, supervision's there and, and things of that nature. It was, we were up to, I think, last Friday, 24 staff members that were impacted in some regard regarding COVID, whether that be positive or whether that be quarantined or having symptoms. And I just felt like we needed to put this pause in place. And that's how I, I hope, you know, I, I hope it will end up just being a pause so we can get everybody healthy hopefully rejuvenate a little bit over break and we can resume uh, in-person learning. I think that's on January 11th. So that's where we're at. So the goal is to resume in-person learning January 11th and obviously we'll monitor as we go. Sure. And then when's that, do you think that decision will be made and mm. or confirmed, I guess? Yeah, we, um, I think I put in the letter that we would make an announcement on or before January 4th. So we want to you know, give people you know, enough lead time, you know, you know, secondary students are, you know, fairly, they're able to kind of monitor themselves in this environment, but uh, it's pretty self-sufficient. Obviously the elementary students are not, and I understand these decisions put a burden on, you know, families. So want to try to get out in front of as much as possible. We originally were just going to look at this December window and figure that out, but really felt like let's just announce everything now so people kind of know they can plan for it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because as you said, it, it's so much different having a child in, in kindergarten and a child who's a junior in high school. You know, I mean, for me, uh, teaching high school students, we've done the hybrid all year. We've got many students in the Chagrin Falls virtual Academy and we, we had the experience in the spring. So really it was just about reevaluating and, and reestablishing, I should say, those expectations for that, for that virtual learning, that remote learning. But, you know, obviously if you have a child who's younger uh, child care comes into play. You know, maybe you have two parents who work and, and one of them has to work from home and make sure that their child is attending class. So that, that definitely presents a challenge. And I'm sure that went into your thought process 
when, when trying to decide, should we make that shift to that remote learning? Yeah. And again, I, you know, part of the rationale people have asked, well, why are you making the call in January? I have no idea where the numbers are. I, I think if it, certainly if they continue to trend, I'm hoping we can get kids back, you know, that'll be in jeopardy. But if you, if you kind of do the math, you know, the quarantine period has actually been reduced by the CDC. And if you do the math, you know, we're about 10 days out from New Year's Eve. So the hope is if there was exposure cases, that can kind of run its course and we can get everybody back healthy. So that's that's part of it. And you talked about remote. I think everyone goes back to, well, we were remote last March. That must be what it is. And this is going to be a completely different model. I mean, one, you have all you've talked about and you know, you've learned a lot, you know, since then and you know, do or do, are doing things differently. The other thing is last March, we've Basically, we're given a waiver in terms of some of the special education services, and that's not in place and probably not the right thing to do, right? You want to serve those kids. So we are going to be bringing in groups of students uh, starting on the 4th for intervention services, special education services, if students haven't performed well in the virtual environment. So although it is remote, it's kind of a, a different remote, if you will. Yeah, I, th- I thought it's been interesting. I've sat in on some meetings the last few weeks. Just really, it's really amazing to see teachers, administrators getting creative and trying to figure out how to serve each individual student. You know, you talk about an individualized education. That's really what it is. I mean, what does the student need and how can we provide it? And, and it's, it's really been nice to see the creativity, um, the collaboration between not only the school, but professionals and parents and trying to just put the, these children in the best position to succeed. So it's been really nice to see. So question for you. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm taking them all, so let me give one. <laughs> Is it easier to teach in, with everybody in one environment? It was, for example, hybrid versus remote right now. So when you're hybrid, you've got kids in the room, kids online, you're bouncing those two worlds. Um, is that a better scenario or is it just better in the remote environment? Just strictly mm-hmm. teaching and learning. Well, in terms of teaching, I think it's always easier if everybody is in the same situation, if the students are all learning from the same perspective. I think the challenge for me in the hybrid is sometimes I wanted to make sure I was serving the students remotely enough, and then maybe you forget that you do have kids in front of you. And sometimes you're serving those kids in front of you so much you forget that you've got the remote students. And that was the challenge for me because I want to provide for both. But there's just some things that are difficult um, to provide remotely, and um, you want to give that effort more on that end. But then you have to remember, these kids in front of me are not remote learners, and I can provide them more than, I, than maybe I could, or something different at least, than I could provide someone uh, learning remotely. So obviously, I think we all know, being in person is, is always going to be the best. You have that human interaction, but in, in terms of easier or harder, I think whenever it's consistent, it's probably a little bit easier. Yeah, I really struggled with, you know, when you made when we made these decisions in the summer, it was, you know, a lot of here's what I think it will play out as. And I I was hesitant with hybrid just because of the different environments. Hybrid's biggest pro is there's that interaction piece, social, emotional, learning, access. But I, I was thinking, gosh, what kind of is that going to happen with masks and dividers like we've got around us right now? Is that really going to happen? And it seems to me, and love to hear your feedback, it is. I mean, kids are interacting. They are talking. I, you know, I went out to Gurney the other day. There's in the lunchroom, you can just see how much they want to be with each other, which is a huge challenge in the pandemic and what you need to do. But I, I think it's there. I don't know if you have any thoughts. 
Obviously, as I, as I said before, it's important to have them in person for that social-emotional piece. Participation, though, has, has been a little bit of a challenge, I, I, and I, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but students are, are sitting in rows with their masks on, and there's very little coming close to each other and collaborating. I mean, for me as a science teacher, the best part of my class in the past was when we could go to the lab area, we, we got somewhat close together. We were collaborating. Kids were working together. That's when I had opportunities to have individual conversations with kids and kind of get to know them just beyond teaching them. So, so that's definitely, I think, decreased that participation. And then it, it falls on me. I've had to come up with creative ways to, to get kids uh, you know, involved in, in answering questions. And that's still something that's on my list of goals for improving for the second semester. It's just something that We've never done, um, but overall, I, I've I've enjoyed the hybrid model. I was, I needed that two weeks that we had. I used every second of that to prepare, and even took a few weeks after that to, to really find my bearings. But uh, it's been a good model, I think, overall. Yeah. So our shift, you know, in the, our work over the last, I don't know, at least since I've been superintendent, we've, we've talked about trying to adopt programs, implement strategies, that put students in environments where they're collaborating. They're you know, developing skills, soft skills beyond just the content. And all of the programs, you know, I'm thinking of uh, CPM at the high school math, it built around teams. And what, we're, what we want to do with uh, reading in, in our elementary is it's all about putting kids together. And the same thing with staff. We've been trying to build in systems where you guys are talking to each other more. And now it's like, you know, everything is pushed away. So it's, it's a huge challenge, I would imagine, for our teachers. I think it just goes back to what the pandemic is. It's the most unique challenge we've ever faced in a, in a hundred years. You know, when, when bad things happen, if you think about anything bad that's happened in the last, you know, 30, 40 years, people came together. That was what you did. You came together, you supported each other, whether it was a pat on the back, a hug, uh, you know, just talking to somebody. And that's the worst thing you can do in a pandemic. So that's the, I think that's been the really tough part, even outside of school, just living your life, that separation. Um, and I'm, I'm just hopeful that, that we can get back to that sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, I think one other thing I'd like to talk about and that, you know, maybe be re- relevant for, you know, our listeners, especially parents out there is, you know, what are we going to do during that remote time? One, uh, I mentioned it look, you know, very different. You know, we're here for kids, right? We can still be here if people are struggling, if it it's not working, there's a tech, all of that. It, it, we were actually closed down. I mean, buildings were empty. It was like a ghost town walking around in here last March when I'd come into work. Uh, we're open for business. And, you know, I think that's a big, you know, point to, to make. And the second is, you know, obviously when you're fully remote, like that week in January, you don't need your drivers, right? You're not going to be running buses. We are going to run buses for our special needs students or intervention students. So there will be actually hundreds of students coming to school still. But the the rest of the staff has been redeployed and will be cleaning facilities. So we're going to do kind of a clean almost like we do in the summer, pull furniture out, go deep cleaning there um, and get ready. And the other thing we're going to do, we, we move furniture out of the 712 to give more space. We're going to start bringing that furniture back in now. Don't, uh, you know, that's not an announcement that January 11th is full all in. Trust me, I'd love for that to be. I just don't know we're there yet. But we are going to be ready from a facility perspective. When we when we made that transition at the elementary, we had to pay overtime, bring people in on the weekends to do all that work. So we're going to redeploy all that staff and get all that work done. So a lot will be happening on the campus over the next, you know, three weeks or so. Yep, so stay tuned in future episodes of Tiger Talk for your updates. 
All right, Dr. Hunt, we're going to flow right into our, our next segment. This was a fan favorite last time, our Did this or that segment. So, so you got feedback? We got some feedback, yeah. Really? Like I All said, right. it was very good feedback, and we were talking earlier. And that's kind of a double-edged sword when people praise how good the first episode was because now we've got the standard we have to keep. So, we'll hope so wait, wait a second. How do they give you feedback just so they know? How do, how do, how do, how do people get feedback to you? Look at you. We are on social media. <laughs> Tiger Talk Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Tiger Talk Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Tiger Talk Pod. You can email at Tiger Talk at chagrinschools.org. You can come find us and tell us. Wow. You, can, you can do anything. Send us a piece of mail. It's almost to like the high we planned school. that. It's almost like we planned that. That was great. That was seamless. That was All really, right. really impressive. This or that. This or that. All this right. or that. Here we go. First one. This was submitted by Chuck Freight coach in the district oh. waffles or pancakes waffles or pancakes I, I i'm not a big waffle or pancake guy if you're forcing me on that I, i'm probably gonna go with pancakes sometimes i feel like you're peeking at my notes here i don't remember the last time i had a waffle or a pancake but again yeah if i'm eating one of them i'm gonna eat a pancake so All right. there we go wait are you gonna put anything in the pancake if given the option i mean whatever they got fruit Blueberries uh, or chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate would be great. Tons yeah. of syrup, obviously. Yeah, put it, put it all on. All right, great. let's good. do it. Yeah, okay. If we're gonna do it. Let's let's do it. Uh, next question: Spring or fall in terms of the season? Oh, that's a no-brainer. That's fall. That's, uh, yeah. From a weather perspective alone, just the leaves. I mean, it, there's that like I don't know. I guess it's different every year, but this year we had a beautiful fall. It was weeks, but. It's still warm. You can go out and enjoy it, but the leaves have changed. And, you know, at night you get a little bit of a, you know, a little cooler and you get colder and you can sit outside, have a little bit of fire and definitely the fall. No brainer. Agree. It was a no brainer. So that means it was too easy of a question. How about yeah. summer or fall? Uh, fall for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fall. Love fall. It's jeans, sweatshirt. You're comfortable outside. Yeah. Big fan. Um, next one. Would you prefer to do the laundry or do the dishes? <laughs> so my wife would tell me I'm not home enough to do either. <laughs> that would be her response to this. I would do dishes over laundry for sure. There's just too many like phases to that whole process for my liking. See, I'm on the opposite end there. I'm doing laundry, but I will say I've only done my own laundry. Maybe yeah. if you're doing laundry at home, you're doing how many people's laundry? Uh, it would be six, but <laughs> again, I will take no credit for laundry in my household or I'll get myself in a lot of trouble. <laughs> All right, so if... If he had a choice, he'd be yeah. washing the dishes. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, next, football or baseball? I would be a football guy. Just fan. It's what I played when I was younger and just enjoy it. Uh, I, and it is not just about the sport. There's some, For whatever reason, we as a family have kind of agreed to shut the world down on Sundays. And, you know, part of that is turning on the game and, making whatever meal together and, and just, so for, for me, it's the sport I, I would choose, but it's almost like the way it, we have arranged in our lives around that day and so many cool things happen. So, well, it's nice that you actually have, answer, well, and that's what we want on the podcast. Uh, uh, it's nice that you actually have something uh, that you're proud of to watch on Sundays now. Yeah. Well, yeah there, was, there was years where I was emotionally detached from the Browns and I watched for comedic effect just well, to see how they would lose for sure. when they went 1-31, but now we've got a winner, so oh. it, it's nice. Yeah. Um, and for me, I went to Ohio State, the Ohio State University, and, and there's nothing bigger 
than a, than a football Saturday in Columbus. You woke up, your, your phone would literally not have service because there were so many people coming into the city um, and you could feel the energy. There's nothing like it. So yeah, football. So we, we covered this already at the Ohio State Michigan thing, right. you know, and I'm not overly passionate here. What's the thing with the, the, like, why do you have to, why do you have to say the? Uh, it's probably just being cocky, I would guess. I don't okay. know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the Ohio State University. Is there any other? I don't remember that always <laughs> being the case. I, I just, I, I, I wonder like if there was an event or something happened that people felt the need to, to, to add the, That's, you know, the, the word the to. Well, that Ohio gives State me some homework for the next podcast. Why uh, is it the Ohio know. State University? I don't know. If you can help me with that, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> We're get, all growing here. I'll get all back right. to you on that Thank one. Thank you. <laughs> Last one. This one might be very divisive. Just, really? Just warning. Huh. Seinfeld or Friends? You know, I, this is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I am not, I'm not a huge fan of either one. Wow, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I just never got into, never into TV shows like that. Now I've, I've learned to, you know, come around. I think I was the last human being in the world to get Netflix. So I've learned to come around. To, Are like, you still getting the DVDs uh, sent to your house? <laughs> You know, we do have the Friends episodes, like all seasons that, that, you know, that was my wife's purchase at some point. And for whatever reason, every house we move to, they have to come. We don't have a DVD player though, but But you've got that, right? So if if you're going to force me to sit down and watch one, uh, probably I'll go with uh, Friends. I'll go with Seinfeld. I I grew up with Seinfeld, and I've probably watched every episode several, several times. So if I if I reference it, and you don't understand it, well, no idea. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like there's probably like a Seinfeld culture, right? Yeah, there is big culture, right? Somebody festivus for the rest of us, right? We're coming up on festivus actually. uh, Somebody in my office the other day, and they said, you, you know, you could. Climb under your desk and you know work under there like some guy Seinfeld did. I had no idea what they're talking. Right, there about. was an episode where George uh, set up an area under his desk to take a nap, oh. and he got it, it got out of control with like an alarm clock, a table. He had it widened. It was uh, a whole thing. Okay, that, yeah. So no one could bother him. I don't think the board of education would appreciate. <laughs> so that. no one could bother him while he was in his office. They thought he was out. Uh, <laughs> I gotcha. All right, but yes, right. we're coming up on Festivus. Happy Festivus to you and everybody else out there. All right. Put up your pole um, and deliver your feats of strength. All right. That's, that's episode two, Dr. Hunt. What do you think? Well, you know, I appreciate Molly coming in for sure. And, you know, reminder to, you know, shop local for sure. Right. And we're yeah, obviously coming up to break here. And it has been a heck of a, a 2020. So I guess my hope for you and you time with family and thank you same keep, to you keep it in a small group and hope for everyone is just to to be able to disengage a little bit and let's put 2020 behind us for the bad things we had to endure and maybe be appreciative you know with all the you know the death and everything else they report on the news every single day you know the negativity out there uh, i think we all can search and find a lot to be thankful for so let's let's take the time to do that as well and appreciate you uh you put this together, Mr. Puskas, and I uh, look forward to a new year. I think we've got some good ideas coming. Amen. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully you all have subscribed already. If you've enjoyed the podcast, give it five stars. Tell a friend. Tell three friends. Tell ten friends. Tell anybody. Special thanks to Angie Jamison, Mike Doherty, Ben Needham, Aaron Needham for making this podcast possible, especially today. We ran into some technical difficulties at the beginning. They came in, and they fixed the problem. It, it was pretty amazing to see. 
So for Dr. Robert Hunt, I'm Victor Puskas. This has been Tiger Talk. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs>